What do you want? Spaghetti. Oh, wait, no, no, shrimp. You're good, Spaniard, but you're not that good. I'm not good enough for Spanish spaghetti? Like the kind they sell at Taco Bell? I'm offended. The young emperor has arranged a series of spectacles to commemorate his father, Marcus Aurelius. Wait a minute. Weren't we in the middle of roasting you, Oliver Reed? We weren't talking about some Italian man from uh, Olive Garden wearing those leaves on his head. We were talking about you. I find that amusing. No, but we really were. So finally, after five years of scratching a living in flea-infested villages, we're finally going back to where we belong. Sbarro's. The Colosseum. Oh. Listen to me. Learn from me. I wasn't the best because I killed quickly. I was the best because the crowd loved me. You're right, Oliver Reed, but I don't think you killed anyone. I mean, unless if you count encouraging alcoholism to the point where your liver just dies like an idiot head. Tom, roll that clip. I was told I can't believe you have a tattoo in a very unusual place. Yes, on my cock. <laughs> Any other words of wisdom, Mr. Reed? Win the crowd, and you'll win your freedom. You really think so, Oliver? Well, I've been practicing with this electronic woodwind skin spear. You want to hear what I got? Ultimately, we're all dead men. Sadly, we cannot choose how, but we can decide how we meet that end in order that we are remembered as men. Thank you, Shane, everyone, for tuning in to the second part of Oliver Reed. If you haven't listened to the first one, there's a lot of drunken stuff. There's a guy, he's on a rope in a bar all oiled up. Dude, you're going to want to go back and listen to that first one because we got a lot more coming, including some appearances from a previous roast, Keith Moon. So you're going to want to stick around because uh, there's a lot more drunken antics to be had from Oliver Reed Legend in it. Legend! Roll the theme. Wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back there. Worse than dead. Must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? After filming Women in Love, a film where he's the first man to hang Dom in any publicly distributed non-pornographic. Oh, so film. Show Holy shit. Why yeah. why is there not a statue of this guy somewhere? That's uh, amazing. He was the first man to say fuck. Really? N- uh, multi, yeah, international. He's the coolest guy in the world. Yeah, he is crazy. Why <laughs> yeah, that wasn't like a beef film. This, this is a toast. This is again. This is a toast. Toast morning. Guys, and uh, he also did this film called The Devils, Cock. and it was highly oh, controversial. That's the one I read about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doing the Devil's dive Cock. on him. Holy shit! A lot of sex and violence and shit happening on stay on the on the soundstage. A lot of um, he was a method actor for the sex, right? He's all about. He, did he the, put his penis in it? The craziest part about that movie. <laughs> the craziest part about that movie that I read, and this is just from the Wikipedia description, is at one point they talk about how a nun 
grabs someone's femur off of a funeral pyre and starts masturbating with it. What? Yeah. I'm so watch that's this. just cool. a little, a little, grabs the femur bone to masturbate with. There was a scene that was cut from the movie where they have these group of whore nuns like who this. go after a Jesus on the cross. Oh. It was plaster and they made the Jesus hang dong and they're fucking this thing. Yeah. In the uh, 70s? Yeah, yeah. The 60s, late so, 60s. So we're all going to watch The Devils Alone and then we're going to reconvene. Yeah. <laughs> Put this down my nose. Devils late 60 porno. The Devils. The uh, Devils. Don't write porno. Just, just look up The Devils, Oliver Reed. Yeah, Devils this is why this is why Disney can't buy all the franchises because <laughs> look, they took away Song of the South. They're gonna take away Devils. I mean, one of the best franchises I've ever seen. <laughs> well, look, New Jersey, baby, loosely great. based on a true story. It's really? uh, yeah. was it Marquis de Sade? <laughs> no, some like French abbot in the like 1100s. They were doing that. But they were like, shit. this guy's possessed by the devil. He's got all these nuns fucking him. Yeah, he was like <laughs> kind of. Uh, I forget the character's name, but because Jiggle, uh, Richard, Oliver Reed, like yeah, Oliver Reed got really into researching the character, and he plays the main guy, and he gets killed, and it's just fucking nuts. Um, anyway, he does all these violent films and all this cool shit, and he makes enough money where he buys a place called Broom Hall. It's a historic landmark. He spends loads of money on restoring it in his eight-year residency there, and the only reason he bought it to begin with is because he. Uh, he started riding horses, and he wanted a place to put them. Oh, and he was like, I, "All right, I need That's a field." Sweet. That's pretty dope. Yeah, legend. Let has me his, get on that long dog. He was um he was working on this film called The Hunting Party, which is pretty cool. It's like Gene Hackman being an ultra violent entrepreneur type whose wife is stolen by Oliver Reed and his rough neck uh, group of friends. And Gene Hackman, instead of calling the law, he just hunts these people down on their own it's like super violent gene hackman rapes all kinds of women for fun it's, it's really like fucking straw weird. dogs except gene he does something about it yeah so he's he's learning how to ride a horse for his only western that he did and uh he was like i really like this horse thing so i need a field and he's drinking at the pub one day and runs across to a real estate agency and goes do you guys have any fields and they're like uh no nah. <laughs> so he goes back over to the pub and he drinks a beer and he goes back he's just like do you guys have a field with like a house on it and they're like ah Goes back, and then when he comes back, they got smarter, and they were like, "How about this fucking historic piece of How about land? This gigantic country estate that costs like an absurd amount of money, <laughs> unbelievable amounts of money." It was. It, it really kind of did not help him at all uh, with his finances. Sixty bedrooms on sixty-five acres. Sixty bedrooms. Wow. Yeah. For who? <laughs> well, the help. It was some <laughs> some big old manor, and then uh, I think a, a bunch of monks took it over at one point. The fuck? Dude, imagine if you had imagine if had sixty bedrooms. You could just be like, like every two months, like I'm gonna sleep in a different room every day without a repeat. Yeah, without a repeat. And then like, oh, looks like January and February is over. Guess it's gonna start over. Buy a new house. The more you talk to us about this guy, the more I think he's like the last. British imperial gentleman. He, oh, certainly like, is. Like, he, he really is, like, the last of this breed of Six British bedrooms. imperialism. He absolutely is. That's a really good, I didn't think of it like that, but he totally is. He really just wants things to be a certain way. He's a traditionalist. He he had 20 to 30 workers there restoring the place. Like How many bathrooms? For, assume uh, over, every, 20. over 20. No, I'm so going to guess six. Six. <laughs> if, if it was built when it was built. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to, hit, to hit, touch back on our vocabulary that we learned, do you think he would glass Gandhi? 
Uh, probably. Why the hell yeah. wouldn't he? Upstart. Right. You think he had a lot of banisters in the house for tossing dogs? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's His a special throwback. room for that. He actually. Room 59. So later on in life, he actually had a soft spot for animals. Oh, so he like dogs. Ways. Yeah, he dog. He took an oh, he's a few strays, and he had them in the barns yeah. and stuff. He was into. He went to a bullfight once and was disgusted. So he wasn't like your man's man. Like, oh, let's go hunting. Uh, he did go hunting a few times and intentionally would miss the targets because he was just. He's vegan. He wasn't <laughs> vegan. He liked a good steak. Uh, Either way, at Broom Hall, he would have twenty to thirty workers there for like months at a time, six days a week. And the reason it took so long for shit to get done was because. Usually about 10.30 in the morning after the guys have been there for an hour or so, he'd be like, let's all go to the pub. Come on, let's go. No joke. He'd pack up every single worker who was in the house, and they would go down to the pub. I just get more admiration for this guy. I don't work for this guy. What the fuck am I doing? Oh, me too. He needed everything to be of quality. Like, he hated plastics. So if they were working on the garden and they were bringing in like those plastic potters and they were going to transplant they them and they didn't plant, they didn't transplant them first, he would just break the pot and be like, get it out of here. <laughs> really? Because I feel like, I don't know, in the 60s and 70s, plastics was like space New. age. Yeah, but he's old school. Like, okay. he, he's a gentleman. He uh, he wanted ceramics. Remember, yeah. we're, like we're doing all these shitty accents, but for the most part, everything was Rather like this, he talked. Yes, he talked. He, talked very, uh, he, didn't, he didn't have like the Cockney, like uh, Manchester right. that we're I, doing. I would, yeah, he tip his fedora. He probably didn't wear hats. Oh, no. No. He, no, if, if nice he would thick head of hair. Uh, if, if he if he wore a hat, he'd wear a bow hat, and he would take it off as soon as he got inside. You understand? Not, a He's a gentleman. He true gentleman. And it only wears when it was raining. Sometimes wear striped pants. I will not you be sounded I can't stand with any. I will not be sounded with any plastic dowels. <laughs> I must be sounded with ivory. You know, fucking like what you fucking get straight from South Africa. Yeah, no, so that's yeah. like that's, that's like a Manchester. South London. He's not he's not doing that. You, you like can keep doing that. Get. You can keep doing that because those are the workers that he's mm. bringing out to the pub. <laughs> Bring me to the fucking yeah. pub, you fucking cunt. Yeah, there I'm you go. I'm a rain you know, guys. And he's just like, well. Everyone get into my car. That's fine. You can you can do all that you need. I've never been but sweat as long as we're going to the pub after. We're going to the pub, right? We're going, we're going, going to have a pinter. We're going to the Fox and Hound. Are That's you going it. to spot me? <laughs> I don't have any quid. Oh, he'd pay for everything. In fact, like um, he actually called out a bunch of people that would uh, orbit him. What he did was he would make himself a regular at the pub, and people would go, "Oh yeah, he buys all the drinks. You know, you just go and put your shit on his tab." And uh, he would have people. He, he saw this happening, and he liked it because he thought it was kind of funny. And then eventually, when he got sick of it, he brought people out and unexpectedly would tell the bartender, just be like, keep track of what everyone knows. And then when you come deliver the bill, show it to everyone, showing that it's just my stuff. And then he'd be like, I love watching the people fight because he, <laughs> he wouldn't break up the race. He's just like, he would just tell the guy to keep track of his bill. Right, and so like he, he'd thought, point at the bartender and be like, "That guy, there, yeah, track his bill." Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. So that he would take care of sometimes just himself, sometimes he'd take care of the whole bar. But it, like he put people on edge like that after a while, because I mean, this is in his forties when he started doing that. Because he used to just throw money around. If, if I was crazy. rich, I think that's the right way to go. Where it's like, I'm gonna sh- prove who actually is like a good person and like wants to hang out and then who's just like leeching off of me. There was a lot of leeches. Oh, of course. But like, uh, it's, it's you know, you don't hear about that. You offer to pay it. most of the time and yeah. then every now and then it's like, don't fuck with me because yeah. you, you're going to have to pay for your shit. 
Um, but he was so bad with money, David, his brother, had to step in and took away Ollie's credit cards after this. So bad with money. Uh, shortly after, England makes a hefty increase on taxing the wealthy, and this sparked a great migration from many film stars and musicians and whatnot. But Ollie was so English that he was like, I'm going to give my government, even though I hate them, <laughs> 90% of my income, which is pretty much what he was doing. What? Yeah. That's good how fucking boy. intense it was. Yeah, y- you with your socialist bullshit. <laughs> yeah, there. good boy. No, not good boy. You're just giving it to a fucking... He was like, I like taxes. This is gonna fix yeah, and then pothole. fucking oh, he, Maggie Thatcher shows up and land. fucking the country goes downhill. She lowered it. She lowered no. the tax rates a lot. Travis, he loved Thatcher. Yeah, huge fan. Of Did Thatcher. he? Oh, yeah, big he, fan. So I don't really? I don't know if you were gonna hit this, Tom, about the Falklands War. You could tell it, you know. So Travis, so when the Falklands War broke out in the early eighties, I think late seventies, early eighties. I I don't remember the dates exactly. Yeah, this is when Argentina invaded the group of islands off the coast of their in the Atlantic, where there's like you know four hundred people and ten thousand sheep. Yeah, Argentina it's a invaded. Shitty- and then it's a shitty little island that a shitty two major little group of islands that no one really it. cares about. But yeah. like the British were like, we're gonna, you know, stiff up my lip and take back the islands. And Oliver Reed tried to re-enlist in the army. He's like, please 44. let me back in the army so I can go kill <laughs> some Argentinians and Damn. keep the land for the British and the Queen. Yeah, yeah he loved Thatcher. Big Thatcher wow. guy. Well, wow. also like the, Oliver Reed was not a Wall Street criminal type. He was an actor. He did. He wasn't good with his money, and he was really sick of the guy before taxing him ninety percent of what he was making, yeah. like to be an Englishman. And he was upset that all of his friends left, like to, be, because they were just paying like crazy amounts of money. No one should have to pay ninety percent of their income. Like you could tax the wealthy, but fuck that. That's insane. I don't care if someone makes a billion dollars. He can't take more than half of it. Like, I, I just want to get sounded by Joe Biden every other Saturday and then call it even. I don't need to pay tax. You call it yeah. even. <laughs> Man, you're, the leg hairs are going straight up. All right, so legs. let's get back to yeah. that stuff. So anyway, he had to take a lot more parts and film to pay for the upkeep of Broom Hall. It's a big estate. Uh, he had a lot of fun there, though. He loved gardening himself. He hired a friend to be a groundskeeper. They had a great time. Uh, took anyone working there to the public, I mentioned. And uh, after a while... He would bring friends. No, he'd bring friends to um, out the pub. He started bringing them back to Broom Hall. And one game that he loved playing was smashing wine bottles over each other's heads while wearing military helmets, which I just think is a great time. I would love to party with Oliver Reed. You want to do that? Right here, right now. Do right now. I want to do Without helmets, you'd be more savage than Oliver Reed. Yeah, what would you no, you'd I, just be like, oh, You go dude. first, Tom. We'll hit you first, and then Thanks. we'll see what the... I know how highly you think of me now. <laughs> well, we're going to do the Oliver Reed. Uh, day, in your, day in the life. Yeah. Uh, he, had, he had a thing at his at a broom hall in his little bar area that he set up called the penicillin glass, which was a glass that was not allowed to be washed. <laughs> and anyone who came over to his house for the first time, they would have to drink out of it for most of the night. Oh, my God. Uh, oh it was about It was about halfway filled with bacteria that had just dried Ew. up. Um, like, he, fuck you, Ollie. I ain't going over well, here. Well, that's a, that's a great <laughs> British tradition, because that's what kings used to do. They were just like, we have our one woodware, you know, mugs, and you just drink out of this until the scum, when they washed, used to wash their glasses like once a year. They oh, just yeah. drink out of slimy scum. 
It's like those restaurants that have like the soup um, that's been on the burner for like 45 years. And so like the bottom is just like the crusts of that 45 years worth of soup. Yeah, a diner. And speaking of of 45-year-old liquid, he used to do this thing. It was called his Port Spear Challenge. Where anyone else, he, he loved challenging people things like with the games we mentioned before. He always wanted to challenge people. So uh, he had this little club that he started. I forget what it's, I, I wrote it down somewhere. I'll get to it. Uh, it was called the Port Spear Challenge. And what he had was uh, in his dining room, which I guess was about 11 foot ceilings. He had a spear that was about 10 foot six. Right. So it was a couple inches off the top and bottom of the floor. So what you'd have to do is drink a bottle of port, and it was a vintage port, so it had all thick shit on the bottom. Ugh. You have to drink a whole one of those, and then you have to walk around the big 30-person oak table with the spear. Oh and if God. you hit the bottom or top of it, you'd have to start over again. <laughs> oh, shit. So I have a... I may have told Jeez. this on Roast Mortem before, but I have a port story. I will not drink port. Anymore, and it, we did. It, we did it, port it, for John Mutton. Shout out to it, Big Will. Was yeah, this, we did, did. Did it involve carrying a spear around a table? No, <laughs> it was. It was on. It was on Halloween when I was in Wales, and there was this chick, and she was like, "I just got two bottles of port. I don't want to drink it because it's disgusting." And so I drank both of them. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So you and then been, we were waiting online. We were waiting online for a club, and it probably took about like. 45 minutes and I could I could feel the port just like brewing in there it was like pickling my stomach yeah <laughs> I got up to the door and I had seen this bouncer for a while now and I just fucking puked straight port all over his shoes oh <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and what he was like saying? yeah you're not coming in man sorry bruh he wasn't pissed that you pu- puked on his shoes and like. No, he uh, he was cool. a he was a pro. He was a pro. He's used yeah. to it by then. He's a real guy. professional. Regular Steve McQueen. Okay, Ollie. The local pub around Broom Hall was called the Cricketers Arms. What a fucking name! Pub names in England yeah. so good. Yeah, they dude. Ollie befriends the landlord, and uh, the landlord just started giving him the key in the morning because he would t- make the landlord drink with him. And then the next day, Ollie wanted to be up at like 8.30 in the morning drinking. And he was like, I can't. Just let yourself in. (laughs) Thank God. Just come in yourself. This guy would drink all night and then drink all day. He was... But not when he was on set, though. Um, That sounds so disgusting. Not on on set. set. So on set, he would drink all fucking night. He'd go to bed at like 5 o'clock in the morning. And then when it was time to be on set at like 7 or 8, No hair of the dog? Huh. None of it. He he was a it was truly an anomaly because I haven't really heard of anyone who was able to do this so long. He never he was never late to a set. He was never hungover. Except for, there were a couple instances where he did. And when he started doing foreign films sometimes, like when he started doing something on the continent, he would start drinking during the day. But when he was doing an English thing I really cared about, he was like a hundred percent sober during okay. the shoots. And he did a lot of Italian films, right? I was like, he did a few. Yeah. yeah, he did. A, he did a few, and like there, he hated Italians, <laughs> but he did a bunch of films with them. And uh, he's living up to Lancelot's yeah. legacy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so he would throw extravagant dinner parties at Broom Hall. He'd wait till everyone was seated before he made an appearance. He wanted it to be fun. He liked fun. He loved pranks. He was all about his pranks. Um, he made sure that the. The dinner was on the table. 
and the gravy. There had to be lots of gravy, pictures of it, not gravy boats. Not Italian pictures. gravy either. Gravy. The time. lovely gravy. gravy. Lovely That's right. Gravy. So anyway, he's got all this gravy. He's big on the on the the gravy. He'd make a dramatic entrance. He would hack at the meat with his hands. <laughs> Uh, oh, like a savage. Co- covers plate in gravy and take like a bite of it and say, I can't eat this shit. And then throw it against the fireplace and then disappear. Fuck yeah. <laughs> he used to do all this weird shit at his God. house. Like Bruno, Bruno I want to go to this dinner party. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right? So bad. Uh, there, there was some weird like water ordinance in the area and he tried to fill up the pool and the, the town was like, I can't fill up your pool right now. Like, whatever. So he decided to throw a party in the pool. <laughs> Um, at which he just dressed, he dressed in like a knight's outfit, like one of those, all, all the armor and just stood still for like a half hour. <laughs> and then like, after a few hours of doing that and hammering gin and tonics when people weren't looking, even though people were looking, yeah. he thought people weren't looking and he sl- <laughs> slogged down a gin and tonic. Uh, he, he, uh, <laughs> they set up all these tables, uh, catering tables in the pool. And he just like goes straight WWE through one of the tables, <laughs> just like out of nowhere. <laughs> I saw a picture of him with another person that you roasted, Keith Moon. Yeah, All I'm about right. to get to him. Uh, another party, he, he blew a hole in that grand oak table with a shotgun. Just he used to do shit like that. Like if the t- if he was waiting for eight o'clock and the clock wasn't moving fast enough, he would just whip out a gun and shoot the the clock. He was into dumb hunter. He could shoot time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He was kind of like a rare breed between the Hellraiser generation of like uh, Peter O'Toole and like the Beat generation. He was really on his own there. He's an artist. He was such an artist, but he also didn't care because he didn't like art that much. That's so like, art of him to not care about <laughs> art. He just like I to- fucking hate art. That guy's a real artist. <laughs> yeah. um, he got banned from a an, a club over there. Not a club, a pub that he used to hang out at all the time. He used to just like climb up the chimney. While the fire was still on, because it was savage. like one of these big old dude. Was he? <laughs> and wait, what do you think is Margaret Popper? Wait, I don't know. <laughs> I really hit like shit was a lot cooler back in the day. Like, you don't see celebrities doing that. You can't. No, celebrities now climbing yeah. chimneys, or they're doing this behind like closed doors where there's no story possible of getting it out. What? But, like, true, yeah. They don't realize. That yeah, we I mean the best. Shit. Like, yeah, all I hear is well, the best. Banging kids. The best we see is like Jean Depp's wife being like, "This is his cocaine, and he lie on ground." I want to see Jean Depp fucking climbing up eight stories and and fucking pissing and coming on someone. I want to say justice for Johnny. That's all I'm going to say. Justice for Johnny, but also like the internet ruined our perception of these people. Like he was, he wasn't even into this stuff. He was just wild. Like it was just him and his friends. He was living life, hanging out, a hundred percent. Like he 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 would just go like uh, there, there was one time where he was drinking with his friends up at the hall, and he goes. Uh, I would really like to see a chandelier up in that tree, which was in the middle of a little island on the lake, and it's December out. So him and like eight dudes strip down naked and swim across a lake <laughs> with a chandelier just to hang it on a tree, swim back, and just look at it. Well, I'm just about imagining the if the four of us ever, like one of the four of us became rich enough to buy Ohika Castle and then just do dumb shit in Ohika Castle. <laughs> one day, guys, don't worry about it. I got you. Guys. I'm, well, I'm just saying, if, if we oh, want to do some yeah, like, shit. like grind down the fucking 45 If we want, if we want to buy, do Ollie off that shit. And we drunk all day. Like, if we wanted to buy Roast Mortem Mansion up in like Erie, uh, Pennsylvania, Wine Dench. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
Monticello, New York. We could definitely buy a big property. Massive there. Beach. We can get a nice house. Massive. Yeah, let's get okay, let's yeah. get a massive <laughs> beach. Uh, great. We can get all the meth we want. Yeah. No, I mean, like, so th- he was uh, one of the last of the Hellraisers, like I mentioned. Like, mm-hmm. he was fucking shit up. Uh, we talked about Keith Moon before, but this is before I got good at research. Um, Keith Moon and his relationship go quite far. I'm going to get into them, but he gets super into... Oh, what was I saying? He climbs up into a chimney, and he waits until... Like, he'll wait, like, 30 minutes up in this chimney. The fire's on and everything. He's sweating just to pop out and scare people. That's what Hell he yeah, I'm hot Santa! Uh, he gets into all this fancy shit. He starts breeding horses. Um, he starts actually winning some ribbons for showings, too. He loved to buy expensive cars, Jags, Rolls Royces, and... What was even better is that he liked taking him off-roading. So he had this giant property, 60 acres. He's just like, I'm going to fucking take my my banana jag. He had this one jag that was just bright yellow, and he used to just take it Tom, out. Tom, say it like a Brit. A jag. Jaguar. A jag. He got a jag. He's, he's, he got, got a jag. He's got a jag. <laughs> yeah, but he would just take that banana jag and start going. So one of his uh, more famous roles... Um, he started in the Three Musketeers comedy as oh. Athos, leader of the Three Musketeers. The uh, stuntmen would draw straws over who was working with him that day because he would just fuck shit up. Like, they were, if, watch that movie. He never holds the sword like a sword. He takes it like with, he, he takes a rapier with two <laughs> hands and starts batting people, actual stuntmen, and just beating the fucking shit out of them. He would grab it by the other side and hit him with the hand. Whoa, that's, that, that, Tom, that's called <laughs> a the murder movie? stroke. It's in the movie. No, they, Tom, that's it. Yeah, dude, they kept all the takes. Mike, we're going to watch this movie together. You're going to love this shit. We're staying up. We're staying up late tonight so to watch. This movie. We're going to Little Vincent's. We're getting some diarrhea. I guess so, so not That's really so much with the rapier, but with a broadsword. That is an actual technique called the murder stroke, where you grab the blade of the weapon and hit someone with the fucking handle the and pommel with the and- hilt. Well, yeah, because when Jesus. you use when you use the pommel, that's yeah. where all the weight is. So it's basically using a fucking club, and you got an yeah. armored gauntlet on your hand. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> not, but, with no, not with a rapier. Yeah, no, <laughs> a, no, a rapier is like way too light. Yeah, they that. shake around. It's kind of weird. It's yeah. like slingshots. But it's like, like hitting someone with like a limp rope. Yeah, no, he's like, <laughs> so I will brain you. He's like oh, anime, hidden with Rugi style. So a bunch of shit happened on this because. Because he was so physical and over the top, like Christopher Lee, who was working on the film, had to stop him a few times and go like, hey, man, like I taught you to do sword fighting when we did this pirate film for Hammer. What the fuck <laughs> are you doing? You're like beating the shit out of these stuntmen. Uh, but it didn't matter. Like he he went hard. There was one stunt in which a sword, a sword actually went through his arm. Oh, my God. Um, it, didn't, it didn't pierce the other side, but it went through the muscle enough where it was like, uh, all right, he needs a break. And then another Another part where he almost died. Uh, it's a windmill scene. Watch if you've seen the Three Musketeers movie. There's a scene where he's caught on the windmill, and there's a guy who sticks a sword in his neck, and it's not <laughs> fake. That's it legit. goes and it yeah, it almost cuts his jugular. He was out for like a week or something like that. Oh, he almost died. Jesus, uh, because he's so aggressive. Like so, the guys would he rile the dudes up. This and it, fucking dickhead. It made for awesome. The show was yeah. just fantastic. Like him fighting in that is ridiculous. It's not even real sword fighting. It's well, him being a bully. This just makes well, his proximal uh, character in Gladiator even cooler. Like, yeah, yeah. Also, <laughs> talking about not real sword fighting. I, I once sent a kid to the hospital by scoring a point with Epe by hitting him in the neck. Yeah. Ooh. 
got him. I hit him mask. over the mask, but I just I fucking Oliver readed him, and and the, ha- the ambulance <laughs> had to come. <laughs> Damn, Tris. so uh, while they were in Spain, they were filming the Three Musketeers, and uh, he was staying at this hotel. And now he was one of these guys, like Keith Moon, and him were already friends at this point. And the two of them, they fucked up hotels like no one else. That's a Rolling Stones drummer, right? Keith Moon? The Who. Uh, who? But you. same kind of hell-raising kind of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same era. Yeah. So uh, he was in this fancy hotel, and he decides to steal all the goldfish out of the tank in the lobby at like 3 o'clock in the morning and puts <laughs> them in the gold in his bathtub. Uh, and then he goes to his room. No, I think he broke into the kitchen and whittles down a few carrots to look like the goldfish. <laughs> The next morning, he wakes up at like seven or eight, and there's a whole bunch of people checking in, and uh, it's a really crowded lobby. So he reaches into the tank and starts munching on the fish he had made. <laughs> and the hotel staff is losing their mind. Everyone who's on the production is like, oh my fucking God. The police come, they start taking him away, and he starts shouting, You can't touch me! I'm a musketeer! <laughs> <laughs> Are you, is, is he the same? guy in that Australian video who's like I'm just trying to have my succulent Chinese dinner <laughs> yes <laughs> he would yeah he got arrested on the yeah, sake of okay, pranks cool. many times I am barely scratching the surface with this guy like I said just start googling the guy start looking up his uh, talk show appearances you will have a blast yeah, read, read the book read the what's book the, Google what's the author's what name see is this Go go to your Robert lo- Sellers. Robert go to your Sellers. local library. Ask for what fresh uh, lunacy is this? What fresh lunacy? That's- what fresh lunacy is? I'll this? be like okay. Connor. Dewey Decibel me. What's the number, dog? Uh, most libraries are gonna have that under B. Read. All right. <laughs> for biography. I'm just gonna walk read. in. I'll be like <laughs> Dewey me. Uh, if it was a Dewey, it would be in the 70s. Look at that. Oh, he got away with murder because Early of how 700s. handsome he was. Yeah. He's sexy, this guy. Yeah. So Oliver was oh, into yeah. his comforts and passed on several big Hollywood blockbusters. He got offered parts in The Sting and Jaws. Oh, um, who's he going to be in Jaws? I think the shark. <laughs> the shark, yeah. He would, he would do yeah. well as the shark. No, it's uh, whoever Robert Shaw was. I forget the uh, the one who survived the USS Indianapolis. The 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 captain. Yes, him. Eh, Shaw's yeah. so good in that. Ah, uh, but uh, and Shaw was also in the Sting. But either he regrets not taking that job. Uh, his ambition stopped at drinking with his friends. So he was he he wasn't into Hollywood. He spent some time in Hollywood, but he didn't want to move there. No point. It was he. Uh, did he see himself being there for more than six months? That's rad as hell. Did they offer him Whoopi Goldberg's role in Lion King as one <laughs> of the hyenas? No, the, hyenas. Yeah, him no, goat? they offered him Whoopi Goldberg's role in Sister Act. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting <laughs> okay. confused. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm true. getting confused. He got cast as uh, Uncle Frank in 1974's Tommy, the Who musical. He's in that. Uh, during filming Tommy, he became very close with Keith Moon, as Travis mentioned before. Now... The two of them, I feel like that's a whole episode in its own, just like their lifetime together, which was only five years, but they fucked up so much shit. If you go and back Moon to the- was Moon was a lot younger than him, right? Moon was younger, but he was also apparently a lightweight. Moon was into his drugs because he liked to party, but he couldn't drink like Ollie. I don't um, think anyone could. So one example of the chaos was Ollie's 
for Ollie brother, Ollie's brother, uh, David, his birthday, Keith and Ollie planned a surprise party at the hotel in LA where they were staying. And uh, when David walked in to meet Ollie, he noticed that the hotel did not have a front door. Oh. And uh, it turns out that Keith had driven his car through the door earlier in the week and they hadn't replaced it yet. So Keith is hiding in the hotel and uh, he's already friends with David too. The party st started after a full day of drinking between David and Ollie. At the party, um, basically what happened is they went drinking at this event, uh, excuse mm -hmm. me, the hotel. And Ollie goes, hey, David, let's go for a shower and then we're going to go out. And then when Together? And we'll go out together. Yeah. And then Save water. As, so, yeah. <laughs> as soon as David comes down in the hotel, there's the surprise party. So at the surprise party, uh, it's just absolute mayhem and it's one of those they put a girl in a cake and have her pop out <laughs> oh yes that's very 70s yes yeah. so moon gets so horned up that he starts going after the girl all pepe le pew oh. not good floating in the air oh, grab, his, grab. his yeah. nose is guiding him to her smell that pie vagina yeah. <laughs> i mean at least he wasn't doing um uh what speedy gonzalez because that would be racist <laughs> that'd be racist that's right. Pepe Le Pew can't be in the new Space Jam, but the goons from Clockwork Orange can be in the new Space Jam. Yes. Yeah. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean those rapists? Yeah, those rapists. The actual rapists are in Space Jam, ones? but not Pepe Le Pew because he's a little controversial. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, what about Rick and Morty? They're both rapers. They're in it. They're in it. <laughs> they did rape. Dude, they've raped. Um, Pepe Le Pew just wanted to be loved the whole, time. the whole time. That's the thing. He's going after one girl and he's just being very yeah, nice. He's yeah. like, no, you're he's in my gifts for you. I know I stink, but like. Right. He's a so, my gifts. He's a cis white male. Well, <laughs> speaking of cis white males, because that's uh, you know what? There's boy. I don't want to talk about that anymore. So look, <laughs> Keith Moons, he's out there running around after this naked girl, and he's like, um, 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 "Let me get that pee pee pie," and uh, uh, she gets away. So he gets all fucking mad and takes one of these decorative swords off the wall and starts slashing at all the chandeliers. And he cuts his hand real bad. And the party's like, oh, fuck. And the hotel calls the police. And, the, and, and fucking Ringo stars there. And he goes, here comes trouble. And fucking, <laughs> there you go. You got this whole, th this thing blowing up in the middle of LA. And Ollie's like, I got the bill. That was the funnest <laughs> shit in the world. That's a good part. Ring, Ringo, the most talented Beatle. Yeah, right. This is pretty common, common, common knowledge, knowledge that the, he's the best Beatle. They wouldn't have been able to do it without him. Do yeah, you think this true. scenario has ever happened with LeVar Burton? <laughs> yeah. What, where I he's chasing so. after what a woman that popped naked that? out of a cake? Or? Reading Rainbow. Yeah, both. Like, I don't know. Rainbow he's like LeVar Burton? Reading, Re you don't know reading Rainbow, Mike? Reading take a Rainbow? look, Mike. Take a look. It's, it's in, in a, a book. book. Reading Rainbow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, today's book is Marquis de Sade." <laughs> I was in uh, <laughs> ah, bingo. <laughs> in the advanced classes. Great callback. <laughs> right. So the next few years were full of debauchery. Keith was into his drugs, and like I mentioned, he was a lightweight. Uh, all, all could um, could have easily been the catalyst behind Moon's death. Moon had severe alcoholism, and there's a thought that it's because of Ollie and the way he drank and him trying to keep up with him. Not that he's responsible for Moon, but it kind of led him down a path. Like I mean, it's an like you said, it's an amateur trying to keep up with a pro. Yeah. Like, right. A little yeah. dangerous. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Ollie was extremely distraught. He never really got over the whole thing. It's It kind of went downhill after, after 60. Yeah, I mean, after 78. Ollie, you can look at Ollie's career and it's a little funkier yeah. after this point. 
Um, I think that's where the Wikipedia section breaks from his like it's like the big break is like one of the titles of his sections and then it's like his not fall from grace but like the equivalent of that was where he it's in like star wars lesser though? roles <laughs> what he's in star wars isn't he no he's not in star wars you guys just said he was in star wars no, yeah, no he was, he was talking about alec guinness oh. yeah, alec guinness and <laughs> peter cushing oh, yeah i mean thinking this dude was like a fucking like old ass jedi or some shit nah no. but he would have been a good he honestly would have done a good kenobis no, he would have been a good Darth no. Maul. Kenobi? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Darth Maul. Yeah. It's like, like a, drunk, a drunk oh, ass oh, Darth yeah. Maul. A drunk Darth Maul with a double edged lightsaber. Holding two Wise. bottles of gin. Different vibe, but same same style. Get over here, train spotting dickhead. Yeah. I'm a fucking end you. And you're right. <laughs> anyway, the next few years, like I said, debauchery, debauchery, debauchery. This is what's going on. So, Oliver. He does meet his counterpoint one point in time here in his film career. He goes over to America to shoot with Lee Marvin, another man who I think is fantastic. Yeah. Is. Oh, yeah. Heavy right, drinker. Mike. Yeah. Dirty Dirty. Dozen, Mike. Yeah. Dirty Dozen. Oh, uh, Steve Martin. Good guy. Steve Martin. No, not, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's what Steve I said. Not Lee Marvin. Yes. yes. No. <laughs> Steve just Steve plays banjo <laughs> alone. So, so uh, uh, Mike, there's a great movie called The Jerk. You'd like it a lot. Yeah. Steve Martin's in that one. I used to watch the trailers for that when I used to fake mono. Yeah. <laughs> On demand. When they used to fake mono. <laughs> what did, why did you stop faking mono? Well, the doctor he got called caught. me on my shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, why do you think he's not on the show all the time? Mike always calls in. He's like, oh, guys, I got mono. I'm making yeah, out with so many chicks. <laughs> I got to go. Uh, making out with all those college girls. I got to make out with myself. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm making out with all my CSGOs right now. Yeah. <laughs> got to find that CSGO queen. got to hit that, that go spot. Not only is Lee Marvin a beautiful specimen of a man, but he is Ollie's drinking counterpart. He can drink just as much. And even he even called Ollie out for looking like a fucking banker when he first met. Because wow. Lee Marvin was this guy. He's like, he's wearing jeans. He's got yeah. like a ripped shirt. He's sleeping on fucking benches. He's like, <laughs> a fucking real actor. You're a fucking banker. And here we go. Guy. Ollie Reed, he's in these pin, pinstripe suits. That'd be like the worst insult someone could call me. Like, oh, you look like a fucking banker. I'd have to reevaluate my the choices that brought me to that point. I'm like, a fucking banker. You think I'm a banker? <laughs> you can call me anything. I'm like, like, prison. Don't call me you. a banker. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you need that. I, need I don't that think look. you'd be confused with a banker. But <laughs> I'd be like, oh wow, you think I have money? That's, that's a very uh, nice comment. You're a Doge banker. You yeah, know, it's true. Got, you don't, Mike is don't a doge hate on my Doge. We do, Mike, a, we're jealous of your That was doge. a backhanded compliment. <laughs> I can tell in the tone. We we're all jealous of your studying doge. studying my acting horde. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we, I, I don't remember that. <laughs> remember that. Don't, <laughs> really, don't let me get I'll away really with that That would be a good thing. Those guys backed my Doge investment. That's right. So Lee Marvin and uh, Ollie Reed, they spent some time together. They end up being friends. Ollie Reed starts taking his son Mark out to the shoots he's now like approaching 19 ish oh and he's making him drink pints with him also when he was i think when he was like 12 or something he brought him to the the pub for the first time and made him drink seven pints so he's good he's fun like that lee marvin is drinking with his son and all this stuff uh it's just great they're a match made in heaven Shows him about the Wild West. I'm going to move past this. Lee Marvin's great. And maybe I just want to stick that, on it. That's part of the culture, right? Is drinking? Right. All drinking. Yeah. In, drinking and smoking in bars. I'm playing games. I'm in playing. 1978, he filmed The Brood in Toronto with David Cronenberg. 
I watched that the other day. Gavin, I watched that. It's about some, some really weird children. Don't children. I mean, a horror movie or like it's a coming of age. Thumbs drama. up from Gabs. Yeah, thumbs up. It's a. It's kind of like a sci-fi horror. I'll give his babyism hat. Real fucking weird. Have you ever seen a Cronenberg movie? No. The Fly. No, I, but I do love good sci-fi horror. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever seen Jeff Goldblum? Yes. Yeah. Well, love you've Jeff seen Goldblum. a Cronenberg movie. Oh, sick. I'll Jurassic Park is a Cronenberg movie. Uh, I just uh, wish. I wish. Uh, I wish that he just stopped mid transformation into the fly. And that was it. <laughs> and he was just chilling. Like he just kept the makeup on from yep. that midpoint. <laughs> yeah, that was his whole career. That's that's Jeff Goldblum now. That's what yeah. he looks like. He gets out of the fucking trailer in Jurassic Park two, and he goes. <laughs> He's sexy. During the filming of The Brood, he took a bet to walk between pubs, but naked. Oh, uh, he savage. was arrested. And he was brought back to this police station where the the police had a great time talking with him. But, you know, the production team had to get him out and all that yeah. stuff. It's fun. It's all over Reed stuff. He loved getting naked and just walking around and having more I feel like British people just people. like that. Did we hit the movie where he wrestled naked with a guy in front of the fire? Did oh, we hit yeah. that movie yet? Yeah, yeah. That was uh, the Hanging Dong one. That's, yeah. uh, oh, uh, so that the was women, the Hanging Dong. Women in Love. Women in Love. Women in Love. Yeah. Because yeah, that was one of, another great part of the the Wikipedia read. It was Women in Love, where it was like, he wrestled, it was just like a quick throwaway line where it's like, he wrestled naked with so-and-so for this movie. And then that's, it's all on its own. It's just like, that's the line. That's it was it. a huge part of, that is cinema history. And funny they enough, didn't mention that. That's a huge part of cinema history. They didn't mention that in the <laughs> article. Oh, so you know, the thing is, is like uh, cinema is always dominated by Hollywood. And Americans are prude. You go Very to England, prude. they're Very. all about just trying to take their pants off as fast England. as possible. Getting as drunk as possible and taking their pants off as fast as possible. They got naked news there. Right? Isn't that a thing? No, like that's like Eastern news? Europe, dude. Oh. Yeah. You're, you're, thinking like Pol- you're thinking like the Eastern Bloc. Yeah, you're thinking like Kazakhstan and shit. I mean, the thought process is right. It's over the ocean. Well, you got, and... page, you got page three, which is just the... It's like the newspaper, and then you flip one page, and it's just like, now it's Playboy. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, awesome. That's the best way to digest your news. Yeah. You know, I watched... Um, like I said... <laughs> oh, <thanks. laughs> All right, thanks, Mike. Mike watched, Mike watched Godzilla. <laughs> it had nothing to do with this. I don't know what I was going to bring it. It's a British TV show to watch. Which one? Skins UK. Oh, oh I the watched Skins. the first season. Yeah. I love, I love that show. Did Growing you like, up? The, I wouldn't I be surprised if Oliver liked that show. That's probably right up his alley. A lot of Pushing drinking, the boundaries, smoking, yeah. a lot of nudity, a lot, a lot of drinking. Yeah, uh, he made all those kids look like bitches. Yeah. Uh, you know what's <laughs> great about this whole script is that what I wrote in my pages here, is that he's technically not even drinking. I, I saved he's all the sober. drinking bits for later. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're still in the sober pipe. Right. So now we're, well, he's drinking. He's sure we're going to talk about his point. drinking antics. Okay. So it's claimed that Ollie would drink to overcome his shyness. It helps. Sure does. What do they call That's it liquid a, strength? Liquid courage. Liquid courage, That's surprising because... Yeah. You mentioned that he like jumped into a river in front of the 82nd Airborne when he was six, right? And hanging out with bars when he was a kid. So I'm I'm surprised that he's shy. You know, he seemed like a very outgoing child, but I guess that can. It seemed weird because like when he was sober, he was mild mannered to the people he knew, and he wasn't great at introductions and small talk and stuff, which is very strange because the picture I'm painting oh doesn't okay. always line no, up. That that, that that lines up where it's yeah. like he's a great. 
friend when you're when you're his friend. Right. But if he's a stranger, you might feel a little distance. Right. right. So you only see Shaquille O'Neal on the basketball court, and he's six nine. But when you see him in real life, he's actually uh, five three. Shaq is seven two on the basketball. Seven two. <laughs> he's he's seven two three sixty. Let's. Okay. Okay. He's seven two. But in real life, when you meet him, he's actually five three. Wow. You're a fucking That's liar, Travis. That's how it works. No, I'm not a liar, he's as, he's as tall as my friend who we call Short Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's rather short. Who's, I, I rather short because there's two Jimmys and yeah. the other one's not that short. <laughs> right. He's medium. Yeah. This guy, he was into his fights. He lost a lot of fights, actually. He was a good fighter at times. But that guy, Reg, who I mentioned, he really took over a lot. Mm. Uh, Low Reg. Now, if you remember, we did Jim Morrison uh, on the show, and Jim Morrison liked to hang from balconies when he was drunk uh, and ledges of windows, and just why not? But uh, well, we actually we actually did we actually did Jim Morrison twice because we did Jim Morrison we Morrison we also did Rush Limbaugh. Oh right, yeah, that's yeah. The same guy, same guy, I, I same forgot. man. It's good that, you know, in the first part, he didn't actually die. Yeah, no, he didn't die. Tom, you fucked up, dude. You were supposed to, like, roast. Well, I mean, he did die eventually, but he wasn't dead when you did Jim Morrison. He wasn't. He just looked like uh, He just a looked man. dead. <laughs> he looked like a man who had uh, opinions that he needed to share. Uh, yeah. Rush Limbaugh. Rest what, in hell. What a guy. I yeah. like him because he's funny. And not only did he hang from the windows like Jim Morrison, he made Jim Morrison look like a bitch by hanging other people out the windows. Uh, oh, he oh, would just take right. his friends and lady fellas and just go, Do you want to drink? You want to hang out with a real man? Like Oliver Chill, oh, bro. God. I love this. Try to fucking drink, not hang out a window. And he so wasn't cool. doing it with babies like fucking Michael Jackson, right? No, no, no. Are you talking about like full bodied people? Very full-bodied scary. People. I look I'm, at it, I mean just look at his forearms yeah, you, know, you can realize like oh he's not gonna drop them he's, he won't. he's yeah. gonna he's gonna keep a hold yeah it's I, on them to but let he's go. drunk though he's a little, a little shaky <laughs> no, no no this guy won like hundreds and hundreds of arm wrestling competitions on he's top jacked. of which, while he was most of those he was drunk and he used to do this thing uh is basically just like planking but for strong people instead of retards he used to do that thing where i think it's called planketting where you hold your whole body weight up on two arms and kind of like tip over oh like you're doing a push-up but we're like feet off the ground feet off the ground Holy he used to shit. do that all over the place like any any bar he went to he'd be like do you want to watch me do this <laughs> he would get hammered and just do it it was great wow. see but tom that's the way to do it you gotta get hammered and do it not like namaste i'm connecting with the earth this is my yogurt no position. it's like fuck this shit i'm gonna push yeah. the earth yeah. away from yeah. me because like, i feel yeah. like i see people do that and they're like this is my namaste touch my butthole position and they're like in the middle Maybe of colorado is. and they're like i lived here for three weeks no his you philosophy think it is? seemed much what? more like the you think that it is the butthole what yoga yeah i guess so all right <laughs> stretch your ass out mike you should do yoga videos for our patreon you want me to? Yeah, kind I of, think our yeah. I think the Patreon listeners want you to. I'm yeah. starting to jump rope too. Oh like yeah, a fucking clown. But yeah, jump jumping rope is a great exercise. Yeah, it's hard. It's a really good way to to lose weight. Yeah, Why boxers do it. Trying to do yeah. it. It's yeah. a way to keep these, weight. You got cut, man. You got them titties coming in. I got the Apollo Mike. Jumping, got them Mike, we'll jump. start doing j- jumping. Uh, we'll start doing jump rope together at the house. house. Yeah, I have like a really vintage <laughs> shitty one. It's got like metal like clips at the end of it. You can really hear the clank, clank, yeah, clank, it's clank. Vintage. 
Alvary would challenge people to drinking competitions constantly, and he liked he liked preying on people who he knew shouldn't be drinking. If you saw someone who was rather skinny or small, oh, it's a fucking bully. Oh yeah, Alvarez definitely a bully, but that's why he's funny. Sometimes bullies aren't funny. What are you? What are you on? No, no. I don't know. Sometimes it's like a fifty-fifty huh. shot. If what a bully is, is going to be funny, or yeah, if a bully is going to be either a dick. way. You're right, you're right. You're either way. He seems like the funny kind of bully. The he best, the best, lighthearted bullying. The best bully watches uh, WWE, um, NXT. They know how to bully. Well, they're the, they're the heel of their friend group, and yeah. then it's like you you fit in. You're like you're yeah. the heel. You're yeah. playing the role, right? Yeah. Look, he he just got into it. Uh, some of these bars, he used to start wine bottle fights. He was big on throwing wine bottles. Remember, I say he would crack them over each other's heads and yeah. stuff like that. That's so so instead of like the Three Stooges or Marx Brothers pie fight, it's just like glass bottles of wine. Okay, cool. uh, he actually uh, speaking of pie fight lit. Once he was attending the opening of a show and Keith Moon had hired someone to pie him and then after pieing him give him a card that said you're now part of the uh, pied face society. Okay. And Oliver Reed was just like fuck the movie, let's drink now. That was funny. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, that's 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 uh, like Jean-Luc Godard did not get that same memo <laughs> when he got pied by a random fan. Have you seen that video? He's just an old no, man getting fucking pied. Was it funny? Yeah, kind of. For he us. comes off of an escalator. <laughs> He's like, why the fuck? For us, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Remember how I said he was generous? He was also outlandish with his promises while drinking, and he, he held them true. He bought a drinking buddy a house to make good on a drunken promise. This guy, oh my God. Pat Clancy, he wasn't even that close to the guy. He just went over to him in a bar one night, and the guy was just saying, ah, oh, fucking bastards, bastards, bastards. Ollie's like, "Why? who's the bastards? He's just like, ah, the army, because he... Uh, basically, the guy had spent all of his... Uh, all of his... Uh, what do they call it? The pension or whatever the, the army gives you. They give you one lump sum. Severance pay? Yeah, severance pay, whatever. Uh, British, um, British Jeffrey Bucks. So uh, Oliver's like, uh, oh, that's crazy. You spent it all on whores and stuff like that. What would you do if you had that money now? And he was like, I'd probably buy a house. And Ollie's like, well, if I become famous, I'll do that for you. And he did just that. And he went out and he bought Pat Clancy a house in Dublin, Ireland, or just outside. Uh, And then when Clancy died, there was a squatter family living there. And uh, he had heard about it through his attorney or David or whatever. And he was just like, no, just like keep paying it. We'll let them live there. I'm just thinking if I had to keep every promise I made when I was drunk, I would be both broke and dead, probably. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> yeah, I, definitely. I would be out of money, and I would also have died a the couple process. of years ago. Yeah, my <laughs> anus would also be very large. <laughs> that's that's a you thing, Travis. That's a yeah, yeah, but I, I, could I, I, I would just be dead. I, I wouldn't have that problem. But my uh, anus would probably be about <laughs> the same size. Oh, well, but, you know. But... I would be dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike, yeah. you think, have you made any stupid drunk promises? I never make a promise I can't hold. That's Even nice. when drunk? Yeah, I respect my promises. I wow. I'm a, I'm a legit you promise got a person. Oliver yeah. Reed over here. Yeah. Pinky promise, forget about it. That's just got a guarantee. Nice. That's extra guarantee. As if the other one isn't guarantee enough. So, we got to make sure the pinky, you, you, like, you can kind of fib a promise. 
pinky promise. You can't break a pinky promise. Yeah, I hear you. That's fucked. Mike, I'm, I'm going to hold you to shit. a promise where I gave you a bunch of money and you're supposed to like make it back. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I have still, so it seems it's like you're still, you have an yeah. outgoing yeah. promise. Yeah, outgoing it's promise. Growing. Okay. It's, it's in, in my inbox. <laughs> I, I thought I had to pay you guys back. What happened to that? <laughs> you, want, you want it back? You want the money back? I'll give you the money back. <laughs> no, I want you to. I wanted you to flourish. I want you to be, be the next Mike. Mike on Musk. I got fucked. <laughs> Just hold it there. Just hold it. I Mike. did, and I was like, oh. You're still definitely up on Dogecoin. You mean you're like, down on Dogecoin. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to miss out on the 10 grand. Tom's like, 10 grand by the end of May. Just I want, didn't say just that. Want to that. Mike, I never said that. Just want to point out that Mike put on the Pit Vipers during yeah, oh, this yeah, conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 10 grand, end of May. More, pit Vipers, more like Shame Vipers. Shame yeah. Vipers. So or I like also. I five also, grand to 1,200. You're, you're doing fine. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I also I forgot what modern comparison I compared him to um, before that last episode. Per, the last we episode, don't know what <laughs> yeah, the last episode I, re I referred to. Him. But I also uh, feel like Oliver he's uh. he's like Jeremy Clarkson before he apologized <laughs> for calling someone like a fag <laughs> or something. Who's Jeremy? Uh, you gotta watch Top Gear, man. Yeah, Top, oh my yeah. god. Yeah, Jack, the best the best television show ever made. Yeah, I love that show, and I uh, you know what? They're very much cut from the same cloth. But Jeremy Clarkson is he doesn't a little drink too high crust. As much. He sounds a little too high crust. Yeah. For well, Oliver Reed also sounded high crust too. No, no, no but, but like Clarkson was actually like born a little bit wealthy, whereas oh, right, yeah. Reed was not. Right. And I don't uh, think I don't think Clarkson drank as much as no, Oliver Reed. No, no. <laughs> James May maybe, but yeah, maybe <laughs> definitely yeah. not. Clark He's not probably Clarkson. a fan. I'll I'll throw that. So you know yeah. how I said he was generous and he bought the guy the house. So he was a little too generous because sometimes he used to just get kids drunk for fun. He he uh, liked to spike drinks. Uh oh, so Bill, old Bill Oliver, Cosby vibes. <laughs> well, he wasn't a raper. He was oh, never okay. a raper. Yeah, as long as no, fuck that we know of. He uh, wanted to get them drunk for them, not for him. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah. at the Oliver rap party, all the 10-year-olds, he did all the dancing and stuff. He spiked all the Cokes with vodka. With Coke? Oh. He, well, that would have been way cooler. You don't cooler. think he's doing some <laughs> such shit like that? The fuck? He he's not a kid doodle. Wait, so, okay. Tom, uh, hold on. Before we move on, was he into other... Like, you just mentioned Coke. Uh, I miss This man, I'm assuming we don't know when he dies so far. He lived through the 80s. Was he a Cokeman? No. Okay. He, he seemed like a straight, straight drinker, right? He was a drinker, know. and for a while, he, he grew weed uh, in, at Broom Hall. So okay. he would smoke weed. That was like a short-lived thing, though. And he probably like smoked a shit ton of tobacco. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he would smoke. Like, I don't know. Uh, actually, like I don't know. He skipped the Quaalude thing. He was really just like an alcohol no, guy. just alcohol. Yeah. Because like you Missed said, that, 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 that quote that you had in the beginning kind of summed him up perfectly, where it's like, he just loved pub culture. Yeah. And as some, Travis, you can attest to this. Mm -hmm. Someone who lived in England for six months. Pub culture is fucking awesome. Like, Dude, it is yeah. so good. It's very, fact... it's, it's very different than bar culture in America where, like, you know, yeah. you just go to the pub. Yeah, like, you can you just sit on a couch. You mm -hmm. can do schoolwork, get drunk, eat fucking I, fatty <laughs> I did a lot food. of studying slash essay writing in a pub with, yeah. like, three pints lined up next. That's yeah, awesome. it's great. It's great. Wow. Yeah, see, that, that was the culture he was into. And he liked extending bar culture outside of, or pub culture outside of that. So the, only on the on biggest drinking. The biggest thing about oh. American bars that are the problem, right? And you see this, if you think of the stereotypical dive bar, right? You have a bar, you sit at the bar, and in England you would sit at the bar as well. 
But there's a big-ass mirror in front of the bar, in a typical dive bar. And you Mm -hmm. just sit there, and you drink, and you look at yourself, and you drink. In an English pub, you know, you could sit at the bar, you could eat a sandwich, you could talk to the person. There's no big mirror in front of you. Yeah, The mirror is the problem. Yeah, there's the a footy game going people. on in front of you. Yeah. So you're just watching whatever local game's happening, and you're just like, this is fucking sweet. They're trying to Jesus you with the mirror. So smash yeah. all the mirrors in your local smash dive bar. all mirrors. Love that. That's a good thing. I like Irish bars, but uh, I, I was always questionable about looking at myself. Smash the mirrors. Great advice, Travis. I'm so, Great I'm so advice. hideous looking, too. I always so go to the fist bumping bars. Yeah, you're very popular with the Gotti family now after your show. You did. Yeah, I got a little, little hair gel. Yeah, how's the commute the... from North Dakota going? Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> very good. <laughs> Which reminds me, this is I'm not here right now. Still not here. No, no you're still not all. on Long Island. How's the this weather in Fargo, dude? It's pretty quiet. I'll say it's that. Quiet you know, weather. Uh, <laughs> it's quiet weather. Quiet weather. Buffalo. Uh, right. That's Definitely Buffalo. no hurricanes. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of good vibes. A lot of good vibes. Good, good vibes all around. Let's get back to this Oliver Reed fellow. He calls the Portly Club. It's a club he created uh, to make drinking events. Basically, it was uh, he wanted to do the bar shit outside in Broom Hall, and uh, th- this is the club he had at his house in Broom Hall. And, uh, no women, of course. Oh, women, sausage fest. Sausage so, fest. You gotta see. They they used to do things like uh, black tie initiations uh, events, in which you'd have to wear a black tie and nothing else. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! This is what happens when you got like you don't got like video games and shit. This is better that. than video games. That I would give up every minute of Tony Hawk I've played to be with this guy for like a day. Yeah, dude. Fuck. You go to Seven Eleven, get a twelve no, pack, and go play Call of Duty. That sounds like <laughs> the funniest party you could possibly attend, where it's like black tie only. Not not black. Not like wear black tie tux. A black tie as the Just. only article of clothing you're allowed to wear. Can I wear it anywhere in my body? Can I say something? Sure. Have you ever heard of black tie optional? Optional. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so either naked or a black tie. Tom, oh, allowed. Tom, yes. bachelor party, black tie. That's a hard one. That's what we're doing. Yeah, no, Travis, Travis, black tie optional. Black tie optional. Then you got to fart in front of the boys. For the boys. Yeah, it'll be a silent one. But like... I was telling you about the spear game and the, the, the penicillin cup. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> sometimes they do that shit naked. You just got to make a lot of loud noises and fart. Yeah. The... Like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Couldn't hear my fart. I actually farted just now. I can smell it. But That's I right. can't tell what it is. Maybe now, now you can smell it. Like, we have enough cigarettes going on and, and I need pipes cigarettes and shit. so bad around. We're gonna smoke soon. Oh, I can't wait <laughs> to! Just... I can't wait to get another scar from your bachelor party. I still have one from Jim's. I'm gonna get your <laughs> other leg. Yeah, get my <laughs> other leg. Can I give you a tattoo, Travis? Yeah, I'll give you a tattoo, dude. It'll be a no, fucking Homer a sucking a big old fucking oh, dick. I want to give you a tattoo. <laughs> no, Mike is gonna tattoo pit vipers on your ass. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Permanent pit vipers on your face. Oh, I like that, dude. I'll be like post Malone, post margarine, <laughs> post marinara, post. I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> okay, well, Oliver, you can be, pre- be pre Malone. So Oliver is inspiring all yeah. the all these parties for us. Right, exactly. <laughs> I feel a little hostility from Travis a little bit. Why? Well, because you're both wearing pit vipers and you can't see this each other. Is That's what happens. The testosterone comes out, and we're even let, through the internet. 
Let me explain something about the psychology of what's <laughs> happening right now. Now, Travis and Mike are both wearing their pit vipers as they should. Now, something I learned you have from to do, Oliver Wait, Tom, Reed. you have to do this in, a, in like a David Attenborough voice. <laughs> two gentlemen <laughs> wearing their pit vipers. Now, you see what's going on here. You have two men. And behind their eyes is only imagination. You can assume only that they're not blinking. And two men with straight hair, not curly hair, because when you have curly hair, you look like a fucking idiot. Straight hair. Rather intimidating. Silence. Who is the aggressor? Are you staring at me, Travis? You motherfucker. Dude, I'm a fuck you. I'm a fuck no. you. Now what? Oh, yeah? Not gay. I'm a fuck you. Force. Right, now these two, right, these two straight homosexuals are now looking at each other. Neither of them are blinking because they're, they're ready to fuck. They're ready to pounce. Over this. Uh, inject each other with lovely gravy. Lovely gravy. Yes, Mike. Lovely gravy. Mike, meet me at the fucking Brody Barn. I'm a fuck you in the fucking ass. What's the, what was the guy's what was the guy's middle name again? It was like Boombox. No, it was like Boombar. Right? Who's Boombar? Oh, <laughs> let me show you the Boombar. The alpha male has pounced. Yeah, yeah and now he's pounced. <laughs> now we have one alpha yeah. male ready to rape the other one. The other one wants to rape back. Not gay, bro. <laughs> it's not. It's it. <laughs> intimidation. It's step one. No blinking. And the two of you, as far as I'm concerned, haven't been blinking. We can't tell. You're, who's well, my, Mike, who's here's blunt? the thing, though. I could, I could rape you as long as I don't blink or kiss you. It's not it's gay. It's not rape if you enjoy it. This is off topic. We're on the <laughs> topic of pit vipers. But if you open your eyes a long time and you look back and forth, like left and right, without moving your face, your adrenaline kicks in. Really? Yeah. Is that what Jason Statham does? Yeah, that's some neuroscientists. Wait, so it's just unfocus and look left and right? Yeah, you just like stare straight and look left and right without moving your face at all, like a bunch of times. He's going to punch us. Connor's going at it. <laughs> your adrenaline's going to kick yeah. in. I mean, it's waking me up for sure. Like, You're going to feel it, I swear. Yeah, I've definitely, definitely woke up a little. Yeah, like, the inside, more inside monologue for Connor is like, wake me up, it's, I can't wake up. Wake, wake me up. up. Travis, all jokes aside, <laughs> get your phone ready, because I'm about to get beat up by three people trying this maniac move. Wait, yeah, we're going to run to Portland to fight you. No, that's why they're I'm all over trying, here in Portland. <laughs> I just want to see Tom get beat up. I'm safe. They're all trying to be Ollie Reed, but they're going to turn to Joe Spinell and fucking cut the top of my head off. <laughs> I'm going to turn to Joe Rogan, man. Watch out. <laughs> All right, Mike's got that elk blood. Yeah, alpha okay. brain. Let's go back to something. So he was filming something in Wales, a, a project that never went through. But his co-star in the film was none other than O.J. Simpson. <laughs> now the two of them got hammered and started arguing over the toughness of rugby versus American football. So that they were both <laughs> fucked up, and. I think Oliver Reed stands up first and basically just like headbutts him and goes, that's what rugby is like. And OJ Simpson gets up and goes, oh, and just blasts him and beats him up, um, <laughs> knocks him over the bar. Let's do a Hertz and he commercial. Goes, that's, that's what American football is like. Dude. That's my impression of him. Holy shit. I don't, then, I don't... No, this continues. Hold okay. on. Let me, let me finish <laughs> you the take, story. You take in now. <laughs> yeah. So the two of them are doing this back and forth, and they're in a bar in Wales, and they've never been there before, so they don't even give a fuck who Oliver Reed is. There's one back. guy sitting at the bar. We don't know this guy's name, but we have several witnesses who, who accounted for this whole thing, Reg being one of them. He's looking, this guy, skinny little Welsh dude who's got dirt on him from a long day. The two guys are going crazy. They're making this rest, this ruckus. The guy goes, hey, I'm trying to enjoy my beer here. And one of them approaches him. I don't know which who approached first. 
Either way, they both get up on this guy who's stopping them, and the guy knocks them both out cold. <laughs> Ooh, Dude, well, and, Reg, and then Reg comes up to him and tries to like contain him, and he said he never felt a man as strong as this guy. So, so as as someone that lived in that country, I will say this. So, you guys know Burt Reynolds, another famous actor who Love also him. died. Great, another great mustache. Great mustache, mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds. Um, got fucked by people in Georgia, literally, or his friend got fucked in Deliverance. In Deliverance, that is right. what Wales is to England. Oh, okay. Right. So, <laughs> so I was Georgia. Like, what does Georgia have to do? No, yeah, well, I'm just saying Georgia. <laughs> Georgia Wales is the Wales is, is the Georgia, is the of, Georgia the of England. Okay, that's okay. awesome. That's, that's really great to know. So, if that's, there's anybody that's going to that knock out, if there's Me anybody too. that's going to knock out two burly ass men, it's yeah. going to be in Wales. It's fucking O.J. Simpson and Oliver Reed. His tombstone should read, knocked out Oliver Reed and O.J. Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it should say. No yeah. Not even his asked. date of birth or death, just knocked out Oliver Reed That's, and O.J. That's yeah. the only important shit. Yeah. Uh, okay, so here's a fun one. He's the O.G. David Blaine. Oh, magic. Oh, shit. Now He's disappearing? About- <sighs> Chris Angel, you nah, mean? even better. Mind break. So... He had this thing that he loved doing. Yeah, no, Tom, sorry, I'm not interested. You said it wasn't um, mind freaked. It wasn't mind freaked, but listen to me. He used Uh. to go to restaurants, and to fuck with the the wait staff, he would start eating his meal, and then whenever they came over, be like, oh, uh, Mr. Reed, how's your meal? He would go, it's shit, I hate it. I'd rather eat one of these. And then would reach into whatever lantern was on the table and unscrew the light bulb <laughs> and crunch into it what? and start chewing it oh. and swallow it. A glass bottle? A glass bulb. Like straight out of whatever, a lamp. All right, this is so, he's fucking weird. Dude, so we were, we were talking on the last episode about Vigo fucking kicking a... Kicking a fucking helmet. Kicking a helmet, yeah. Right? And and Tom and I both took Vigo and, like, did the whole cigarette out on the tongue. Right? Like, he used to do that, too. Ollie Eastern Reed Promise. did that. Oh, he did the that? The cigarette on the tongue? He was big on the cigarette on the tongue. So. Oh, shit. But, like, not him, not eating a light bulb. Like, how do you eat a fucking a light bulb? bulb. The, the closest thing I've ever heard of this is my, I don't want to say his name, my, one of my friends was up in Binghamton for Parade Day, which is, like, the big party in March for Binghamton. I don't even mm-hmm. know if they still do it anymore. Binghamton, New York. Yeah, Binghamton, New York. The, uh, you know, the sunniest Sam. place in New York City. <laughs> New, York, New York State. I mean. uh, not, not from New York at all. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike from North Dakota doesn't know where Binghamton yeah. is. Um, so this guy, it was at parade day, and for because it's in March and it's college, people kept their, like Christmas trees were still up at this point. Yeah, yeah. And... He's really drunk, and someone does... I don't even know what the first person who did what they did, but they did something that everyone was like, wow, look at what that person just did. That's crazy. And he goes, that's not crazy at all. And he rips an ornament off of the Christmas tree that is in arm's reach and just eats it. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> just... A regular old Christmas ornament and just munches was it, it glass? down. Glass? Glass. Oh. Oh. Eats the whole thing. <laughs> Big bite. Bites into it. And then choose the rest. Yo, and so that that's ugh. the closest I've heard to that. That's pretty crazy. I mean, like eating a light bulb. Yeah, Damn. yeah. He's like, I knew a guy who ate a Christmas ornament. He's like, this shit <laughs> fucked up yeah, Joe Pesci's fuck. foot. I'm gonna eat it. 
And everyone was like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And he's like, no, 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 because you challenged me. And are like, no one challenged no you one to challenged do this. You. No one was saying you couldn't do this. this <laughs> your friend there might have a lot in common with our friend Oliver Reed. Because oh, yeah. he oh, was yeah. that yeah. guy who was just like, you want me to do you this? Want do this? You want like, me to oh. do this? And everyone in the room was like, no. Yeah, no, I'll jump not. in the bush. I'll go to the third floor. I'll jump in the bush. And I was just like, you don't have to do that. No, we're just having a party yeah. here. We're listening to the fucking yeah. Pink Floyd or yeah. Yeah. shit. Please. And he's just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take my pants off. I'm going to take this woman with me. Yeah. Please, a big old bite of it at Christmas uh, Yeah, it's like please <laughs> stop. We're listening to Chill Hop. We're smoking a little <laughs> bit of marijuana. Don't don't fucking take your pants off and fucking boof a light bulb. Yeah, and this is like at like eleven thirty in the morning. He's eating a Christmas ornament. <laughs> this is amazing. We're trying to listen to Electric Light Orchestra. Please stop yeah. eating a light bulb. Great. Okay, so while it's in over. Zambia, he. Filming some movie. I forgot. To that's write, also not one. even oh. a country anymore, but that's cool. Yeah, which is kind of fun. Zimbabwe? It's the DR, no, right? Yeah, Zambia's. I think oh, the Zambia. D- no. Is it the not DR? Wait, maybe I'm thinking of Zaire. Which DR are you talking about? Not the Dominican Republic. No, no, no the Demo- uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. No, that was Zaire. Oh, Zaire, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, another Z boy. Right, Zambia, Zambia I think, is. That's still a country, actually. I think you're right. I think it's. I don't know. I think it's a new, uh, a new name. Yeah, no, I well, think it's gone. Well, either dude. way, but anyway, keep going. It Tom. doesn't matter. I didn't mean to really after we just started. Oh, where do you go, Travis? No, <laughs> oh, thanks, Mike. So he's in Zambia, and he befriends a farmer, and uh, the two were drinking quite heavily, and the farmer started talking about how he hunted big game. So Oliver goes, "Oh, really? That's pretty cool. I used to be." In the military. And the guy's mm. just like, oh, that's pretty interesting. So then Oliver starts spinning a yarn. He goes, I used to be a marksman. He wasn't. No. Bullshit. 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 We know all this. So the guy goes, oh, that's great. Um, that's amazing. And he goes, yes, uh, the queen actually has my number. And uh, <laughs> Weird flex, if, Oliver. Yeah. He flexes weird. It's a fake flex, too. He goes, uh, the queen has my number. And she says, "If I've told her if she ever needs me, she can call me directly. And the guy goes, oh, it's amazing. He must be a great marksman. So he takes out a rifle. And he goes, uh, see that closed pin on that hanger across my garden there? Shoot it off. And Ollie's like, all right. So to his own surprise, he shoots it. <laughs> oh, shit. And he's like, damn, I can't believe I did that. Maybe he so, was a So he's like the, the, op- goes, he's the opposite of William S. Burroughs, who... <laughs> <laughs> well, let me... Continue okay. the story. Right, okay. Let's, Let's right. get a right. full Let's view see. of this story. So the, the the farmer goes, "Wow, that was amazing!" And he, and uh, all he goes, oh, "He always he just played cool, calm." He goes, oh, "That was nothing, nothing. It's easy." At all. So he goes, oh, "You know what? I'm going to stand over here. Why don't you shoot this cigarette out of my hand?" Oh, <laughs> holy uh, shit! So uh, I'm seeing not even I'm seeing as some Leopold's foreshadowing shadowing right now. Uh, well, <laughs> here we go. So the Zambian. Uh, the Zambian uh, cigarette-smoking farmer holds his cigarette up in the air about, I don't know, 15, 20 paces away from the guy. Ollie uh, lines up his sights, and bam, right through his fucking hand. <laughs> now, Ollie is a little freaked out at this point. He, he's having a hard time keeping his cool, as he usually does. Zambian farmer goes, damn, man. That was fucking good. You were so close. <laughs> that's that's an amazing attitude to have. Yeah, the, getting your hand shot. <laughs> he's gushing blood. He's like, ah, oh. he's like, ah, oh, but you're so close. You almost hit I'd it. Be like, you fucking suck. That's <laughs> probably fuck. what I would have done too. Yeah. Like, hey, man, marks my ass, bro. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. 
No, anyway, that, that's fun. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Zambia, by the way, still, ex- still exists. That's it. That's the end of the story. Because he just bandaged up his hand? hand and then kept drinking. The fuck? Dude, that's Those great. Those are tough people, Mike. But Amazing. Burn the fuck you whole man, dude. <laughs> He's Jesus. Oh, you're right. Dude, I mean, that's how... He's all over age. Yeah, it. that's how society should enough. still be. Like, you just get drunk, and maybe someone will draw, like, a, like a caricature of you at the end of the night, like, with a rosy nose. That's you know? Fire. Like, that's it. So sick. Maybe someone will draw a dick on the side of your face when you're sleeping, when you pass <laughs> up. And they won't shoot a hole through your They won't hand. shoot a hole through yeah. your hand, yeah. I mentioned before, Keith Moon died in 1978. Oliver was crushed. Things were not going well at this time. Broom Hall, the costs were adding up, and the British film movement had already peaked. So he had already seen these uh, Hollywood film offers that he should have taken. They disappeared. It started drying Gone. up. Gone. Money is real, real scarce Tight, right now. Yeah. So he sells Broom Hall. Very unfortunate. Mm. Um, and he moved into a mansion in uh, Penhurst, Sussex. Uh, later on, he does move to Cork County, Ireland as a tax haven where O'Brien's Bar becomes his new second home. Oh. So, he, so we're kind of bouncing around now, uh, as I mentioned. But he also, probably moved, awesome he also probably moved to Ireland because he saw them as like an overlord. Be like, hey, how much can you boof in your asshole? I am English. <laughs> Uh, like here's here's a bunch I? of na- remember here, I told the story. Here's I'm, a bunch I'm of here's sure a bunch we... of nails. I know you're gonna use this as a bomb, but how many can you put in your butthole? I mean, you're right. It's like it's pretty bold as a big Thatcher fan right? to move to Ireland to be like, hey, I love Margaret Thatcher. By the way, I'm moving to going Ireland. to court. <laughs> like, yeah. do you remember earlier in this tale when I told about Pat Clancy, the guy who he bought the house for? Yeah. yeah. So apparently when he went scouting, he fell in love with Ireland then. Okay. That was the idea. That's why he moved Makes to sense. the area. Beautiful country. Beautiful. Absolutely. My but do you also think that that was part of his imperialism? Where he's like, I can move to Ireland and these are subhumans. He's no, trying to like reestablish the British gentry right? of Cromwell. Yeah, yeah, like, right? Like, <laughs> I, think, I think it was more of the... Uh, Amount of money. Uh, I think a big part uh, is Ireland in the '80s was like we're going to lower our tax rate for foreign nationals. And yeah, and also a like, lot of money. And also, like you could bang up an Irish broad and like yeah. pay off the Catholic Church, and you're good. Yeah, you're set. Yeah, <laughs> it's easy. Anyone could do that. Oi. So by the '80s, Reed was known more for his drinking and insane behavior than his acting. His appearances on talk shows became excellent. They are some of the finest shit I mentioned before. Get on YouTube. Start. Just type in Oliver Reed talk show. You will find only the best stuff. Uh, he started off slow, but by the mid-80s, he was dancing around with no pants on on on, on certain shows. He was talking about his dick tattoo, which oh, he did have. Fire. Oh, he had a dick and tattoo? Much, uh, can you yeah. cover that now? Yeah, can you cover <laughs> yeah, it right now? Shit. Tat- the like, tribal tat? <laughs> you can't just... Yeah, no, Tom, that. that's... going to get back to it that's later. poor right? scripting. What is this dick up. tattoo? <laughs> it was a propped. It was a prompt for you guys to start asking me about this. Okay. So, right. okay. he's out. He was out. He had one tattoo prior to this, and it was an eagle head on his shoulder blade. Um, and he was out drinking one time. Fuck, where the hell was he? I'm forgetting now, but either way, he was out with his brother <coughs> and someone else. Oh, no, he was in L.A. He was, shot, he was in L.A. partying with, like, Keith Moon and shit, and he decided that he wanted to get a tattoo on his cock. Oh. Of the eagle's talons, talons on it, 
on the cock. To make, so like almost like make it look like a, an eagle's talons was, like gripping was the perch. His yeah, okay. it was the perch where he had, he had the eagle head cock. was coming out. Yeah, the, <laughs> the <laughs> eagles were really like getting him off right there. Like you could see right. the vein uh, between the talons, right? A little talon hand job. Yeah, and he loved showing this thing off. He would do like handstands and pull his cock out. I mean, if he uh, got it, flaunt it. First like, time he met Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne was at a bar and he had tattoos and Ozzy knew who he was and and he was a little starstruck. And Oliver Reed comes up, oh, I'll tell you, I, I, I see you, I've noticed you have some tattoos. Uh, military? Oh, no, no, just tattoos. Yes, yes, tattoos. He goes, he goes oh, yeah, I, I must tell you, I have a tattoo too. Would you like to see it? There you go. There's uh, Ozzy Osbourne looking at Oliver Reed's cock. Oh, that's a fucking good yeah. shit. Uh, another person to confirm this was Patrick Warburton. Oh. In the beginning of his career, you know, of family Wait, guy Wait, like yeah. the tick? Yeah, the guy who talks like yeah, this. fucking Seinfeld, the tick, and wait. Uh, so Patrick Warburton saw his cock. Yes. Wow. So how many people can we confirm have seen his dick at this point? Uh well, at least two, but more than that, we know a lot more. Non-sexual. So Keith Non-sexual. Moon, that's right. Definitely seen it. Yeah. I feel like he's just hanging out. Ozzy Osbourne. But it was Keith well, Moon died. Guy. Well, no, Keith Moon. Was there he when he got saw it, it before yeah, he died? Okay. I'm like, weird about showing. He probably my cock. watched it get printed. Yeah. <laughs> What's that, Mike? Oh yeah, like showing your cock off. I'm kind of oh. weird about that. I don't know. Showing it was my cock. it was a prank. He loved doing the prank. All right, but like, like, I don't. I don't get. I the, think Travis can test it. They're in England. They just don't really give a shit about nudity the way Americans no. do. Let me see, like, like. It really like it's really. A different cultural thing where it's like it's not that weird to just see you pull your cock movie. out. Well, they have a hood. Like, they they, they have a hood over there. They got the hood. So. They, they got, got the hood. hood. Yeah. So, oh, he just like flashes it a little bit, like a little zip. He showed the whole thing. <laughs> oh, so you know, first time he meets Patrick Warburton, he's just like, do you think he incorporated the hood into the tattoo where like you can pull it back and you don't see it, and you push it forward? Yeah, yeah. So we've definitely talked about before, but but can we go round robin? What would you get tattooed on your dick? We've Whoa. definitely talked about. It. I don't really. I don't. <laughs> maybe we have. Maybe we haven't. This. I don't know. I wouldn't go the talon method. I no, get like flames or something. It couldn't have been good. I mean, apparently he was driving all over town trying to find a guy who would do it, and it wouldn't happen. But yeah. it's there. Yeah. Uh Travis. I don't know. Checkerboard, maybe. I Are you do. saying I have to get a dick tattoo? Yeah, you have to get a dick tattoo. Like Regis Philbin's like. Would you like to be a millionaire? And he's like, All okay. Right. If I had to get a dick tattoo, I think I would get like scales to make it look like the worm from Dune. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Mike. What about you, Mike? Uh, either flames or checkerboards. Flames would be sick. Flames would be cool. Be pretty hot. I was picturing yeah, a, 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 a hot sheet. I was picturing like a skateboard for you. Would the flames be coming from the tip or from the base? It would be like when it erects. <laughs> it's like a. F- Piercing. Right, it's coming back. Mm-hmm. It's coming hot back. Rod. You're yeah. going hot. Yeah. I'm getting right. hot. Okay, I'm like, okay, ah. okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's hot. I gotta have sex quick. Come on, come on, let's go. And that's how it happens. That's cool. It's never. I think I would just get a small pair of pit vipers over the tip. <laughs> oh, like, you're a sick fuck. <laughs> Why? That'd be sick. That is so racist of you to say that. What? Pit vipers? I mean, uh, rude. <laughs> <laughs> Not racist. Rude. I've been called racist what a, what a for rude, us. What a rude comment you made. Uh, Travis, what about you? Are we doing barbed wire? What's no, going on? I think I would. I, I know a a tribal. No, I think I would do like a chicken wing. And I'd be like, can I. You wouldn't get a shrimp? No, I'd, I'd do a chicken wing. And I'd be like, can I, can I be like, can I dip it in your ranch sauce? 
Is it boneless or bone? <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah, bo- is it boneless or no, bone? No, no, no. We know bone, it's bone. We know it's bone in because you. only Mike is the loser that likes yeah, boneless. Yeah, no. Is it, <laughs> if, 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 is it a drum or a flat? It, it's a drum. It's a drum. Yeah, it's okay. a choke. You would get a fucking <laughs> wing. Mike, that's a chicken yeah, nugget. Get a fucking that, wing. Mike, that's a chicken nugget. <laughs> I would have said, said chicken nugget. How about, get a breast. I'll get a breast around right my Either way, look, guys. All right, I Ollie, sorry, sorry, I cut that Ollie out, Zwick. No, Zwick, make so that cut that the fuck out. I'm cutting this episode. Yeah. Uh, look, either way, you got Ollie Reed walking around the finest English gentleman going, do you want to see my cock? And the first time a young 22-year-old Patrick Warburton goes, yeah. Sure, no way. Yeah. You have a cock tattoo, <laughs> Mr. Reed? What a pleasure to meet. Whoa. I'd love to see it. <laughs> oh. Actually, that's a weird thing because they were down making a film. This is like at the point in Ollie Reed's career where he couldn't get on a major film set because his antics were so crazy and everyone, no one wanted to deal with him. It had to do with the insurance companies, too. There were people yeah. who wanted to work with him, and insurance Ugh. companies would go, we're not insuring that actor. Fucking yeah. AIG. Right. <laughs> so check this out. This is uh, somewhat questionable. He, uh, he did a film... The one he did with Patrick Warburton was down in South Africa during apartheid, oh. which was a huge no-no uh, to the rest of the film industry and Hollywood and stuff. But they were like, fuck it. We need money. And Patrick Warburton's like, yeah, fuck it. All right, let's do it. Yeah. He plays the guy in the wheelchair in Family Guy, right? Yeah. Oh. He's, like, he's like, Peter. <laughs> Peter. Well, I th- Peter. Yeah, at, that point, me, was, at that point, he was Oi. just Elaine's boyfriend. So <laughs> wasn't he also in uh, Tiny Eyes, Everyone Great Sized Eyes? Everyone loves Raymond. Isn't he his brother? No, no he's Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> Who's his brother? Is that Chris Wells? No, his he's brother. a different guy. They no, look very similar. They sound the same too. Yeah. Not at all. No, uh, no. The no. other guy no. sounds like this. He's like, Ray, why'd you pluck my car? Why? Where's my car? I thought you just like no. Whereas Patrick Jones. Warburton's like this, where he doesn't have the Patrick New York War- accent. Patrick Warburton sounds like he's pushing every word through a small slit in his it's throat. Really, yeah. It sounds like it's really hard for him to talk. He yeah. just got a, he just, like he just got a slurpy, and he's trying to get it through that weird part. Like, not the regular oh, part of the straw, but the fucking scoop part of the straw. <laughs> the flat oh, the yeah. flat part that you well, scoop up the bottom yeah. with. The, the rest Thank of you, this Travis. episode is just going to be us doing our best Patrick Warburton's. <laughs> Like, part one, the life anyway, of Pat- guys, uh, life of Ollie yeah. Reed. Part two, Patrick Warburton. <laughs> We've got to continue doing the show now, guys. Keep going. Keep Hold going. Still Tom. now. Here's my. Uh, <laughs> let's get back into it. So anyway, he's out there with his cock tattoo, having a great time. Let's see that cock. Okay, um, he's got the cock tattoo. We covered it. He was always asked of his opinion of women's lib and rights movements. On the show, oh, was he was, see, was he a fucking Sean Connery who was just like shut the fuck up and slapped his fucking female interviewer? Yeah, that's why he would have been a great seventies. Yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah, in spirit, absolutely, they were, but he was far more eloquent than Connery could be about yeah. it. Yeah, uh, when he wanted to be, uh, a lot of kitchen talk, a lot of that. What does that mean, kitchen talk? Stay in the kitchen. kitchen. Uh, that's where that's where women belong. Well, who's that, that bitch? Fucking thing. Barbara uh, Streisand. No, not Barbara. Walter, Walter, <laughs> no, Barbara, Barbara Walters. Walters was the one who had the, the Sean Connery yeah. interview. Where Connery is like, you should hit a, you should be allowed to hit. Dude, women. I want to fucking he's hit like, Barbara she's like, what? Walters. She sucks. He had these traditionalist values. He believed in the family unit, and like you know, a, a woman. If a guy's providing, a woman should stay home, take care of the kids, and yada yada yada. And he was very open about like if a woman is working and a man is working the woman shouldn't necessarily be in the kitchen 
But he would ham it up. Like, as he got prodded by these women's groups and the talk shows kept bringing it up, he, he got crazy. For his statement on women should be in the kitchen on their hands and knees scrubbing the floor. He says, in return, I feed them, wind them, make them laugh, and give them a punch on the nose and a good kicking when they need it. <laughs> when they need it. When they need it. Not always. Not always. Punch in the nose. I'm going through my phone. There is this great, great clip where he's on a show, and I'm totally, I'm totally, I want to play the clip. Uh, you know what? Tom, play the clip. Tom, play it. I gotta see this clip. I can't just not. Anyway. <laughs> what a non sequitur tonight. Things just gonna trail off and. She's all right. She can't shout at us now. Yeah, she knows. She's so much for women's lib. Who's the lady that shouted? Do they have a women's lib movement? Uh, big in England also? Always. 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 But uh, uh, the women in England are quite good. They're always in the kitchen, so you can't hear them when they shout. Do <laughs> you think that's where they should be? I think, I think that most women, I think that most women are very happy. I, I really think that most women are happy in the kitchen, not because uh, they like, sh oh, men make the best chefs. <laughs> when do you ever go to a hotel and find the, sh the chef is a woman, madam? I think Shakespeare they... wasn't a bird, madam? And neither is Johnny Cross. I think if they paid women in the kitchen as much as they pay chefs in a hotel, I think women that would I love think to be in the I kitchen. I think, I think that basically women, women are very happy in the kitchen simply because it means that they're feeding their children and looking after their man. I think that um, the, the time arises, I think the time arises when a woman is put out to work. And I think then when she comes back and says, oh, I've had a heavy day and the husband arrives at the same time. Um, that's a bad deal because yes. then they're going to fight who's going to cook and who's going to wash up. Yeah. I think that a woman's place is looking after her man and her children. And I think a man's place, I think a man's place is to look after her, to protect her and provide her with a little warmth. I really do believe you that. have the, you have the old-fashioned concept, right? Yeah, but it's fairly sweet. I mean, the women's liberationists, if they thought about that, shh, quiet woman, women's liberationists, Well, yeah. Okay, so just to break it down to everyone at home, Shelly Winters, during that uh, big applause, Shelly Winters runs out and pours a cup of whiskey all over Oliver Reed's head. Now, she was on the interview earlier, and uh, they're on the Johnny Carson show. And, uh, yeah, he's just telling his bit, and he hams it up, and he's so eloquent that it's got to be frustrating. <laughs> yeah. He had the command of that. Kind of like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very soft-spoken, man. Honestly... When you have a sense of humor, what's not to like? One more clip here. A woman will <laughs> never, ever forgive a man that he fucks her. She is the receiver. Never forgives him if he doesn't. <laughs> I'll buy that, sir. I'll buy that. So we walk in every plank, in every regiment, in every corps. In everything that you are the receivers, you take our seed, you look after our babies, and we'll go do the hunting for you. Well, I don't I like believe that, in the death penalty, but I, like I can see that there is a strong public argument on, on, on that. There is, and there's a passionate Excuse public me, feeling about the death penalty. Do I have to? Am I expected no, to? No, no, of course you're not expected to speak about that, Oliver. Please, no. please, it's clearly upset, Kate. I'm very sorry. Very sorry. 
Just had a I mean, slash came over here. Sorry, but I mean, it's that's cool. aggressive, think, it's obnoxious. It's is cool that something you want to visit upon someone you've invited to your program? I, 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 think, it's, I think it is unacceptable. Oliver, you've been Oliver. a bore. Sorry. You've been a bore, and you know you have. Sorry. <laughs> right. Do you really mean the sorrow? No, he doesn't. Do you want me to go? No. I'd love it I, if you would. I think you're an awful bully. And I think it's appalling that anybody should have to put up with it. Do you want me to go? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Gentlemen? I think you should. Offer. I think that's I do, the, do. the collective opinion. Good night. Good night, gentlemen. Good night, ladies. Good night. Good night. All right, so in that clip, we just watched Oliver Reed on a, on a talk show. Not available Something on the West Coast dark. because, we you know, we're, we're enlightened. Yeah, Travis actually, uh, he wasn't allowed to watch it because he's in a place where they care too mm -hmm. much to uh, be educated. Did I miss? Uh, Mike passed. Mike, Mike fell asleep. asleep. <laughs> he's done. All right. So let me wrap this up. Olive Reed gets extra funny about 20 years later, 1991, I believe, in the After Dark special where they're talking about men's violence against women. And he smooches a, a feminist. Uh, does sexual assault right there. It's right on television. Sexual assault. Right on television. Back then, they didn't count it. They were like, it's whatever. They're all like, hey, uh, you should leave. And he's like, all right. And he's like, I, I, I should thought. leave. You're yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, you you, fo you folks at home. Oh, that's what that struggle was it. I was seeing out of the corner of my eye. That was a struggle, yes. The struggle of you staying away. You know what's really hilarious is that the man show existed, but now Jimmy Kimmel's like enlightened. Um, yeah, 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 right. boy. Enlightened he's a woke boy. Show. Right. So his friends and family knew that he could be a little abusive, like, towards anyone. It wasn't really, like, a woman thing. It's just bipolar, you think? No, it wasn't even no, bipolar. It was just... He would just get moody and drunk um, and just, yeah. like, hit anyone yeah. around him. It was very touchy-feely. He, he there's a dick to everybody. <laughs> yeah. There's one creepy thing on his record, so we should get it out there. In uh, 1985, he met Josephine Burge. They, they married a few years after they had met, but she was only 16 when they met and he was 42. But that, uh, that is creepy, but also 16 is legal in the UK, which is weird. Their wedding photos are creepy. Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. They are weird. <laughs> granddaughter and grandpa. It's very wow. weird. It looks much more like a bride posing with pictures of her, like with her dad, dad before uh, the ceremony, yet the dad is doing the poses that a groom should do. Yeah, it's not uh, good. Not good. Not let good. Me touch your Oliver. But then, like the other pictures of them <laughs> together, it's like, oh, they seem like they're in love. Well, like, honestly, they seem to have a pretty I mean, okay and, and relationship. And they, they stayed together until he died. Like they, there, well, and there was no reported problems or anything. It was still just creepy. That was a, a big creepy. deal about fucking the last movie that Heath Ledger did, right? Where he fucking choked himself to death in the movie Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> what no. are you talking? Oh well, Doctor Parnassus. No, 10 Things I Hate About You. Nah. Speaking of which, that was a Terry Gilliam movie. He did do one Terry Gilliam movie. Uh, he did uh, Baron Munchhouse in 88. Oh. He was in that. Hmm. Baron Munchhouse. Yeah, no, yeah, but that was, that was a big one. thing in that movie because they're like, hey, the fucking person that dead Heath Ledger is supposed to be banging is 16. And they had three right. other men bang her. Well, that's just That's Hollywood. how England is. Right. England. Okay, so he starts taking more forgettable roles, one of which was Lion in the Desert, which is a 1981 Libyan historic epic war film about the second Italiano-Senussi War. Mm. The film was actually funded by Muammar Gaddafi. 
Oh! <laughs> that's fun. And if you think that's fun, two years later, he did a Saddam Hussein-funded Iraq glory piece called Clash of Loyalties. Reed went on a full rampage during the filming of that one. He They could not fucking keep him under control because he was, he was under... <laughs> Saddam Hussein protection. So he just destroyed every single hotel he was at. And that's why he's fun, guys. And there's probably no alcohol allowed in the country except for like his, his personal yeah. collection. Yeah, pretty that he much. Brought. Whatever he wanted, he got. But also, if he couldn't get wine bottles, if he couldn't get wine or liquor, he would piss in wine bottles and then serve them to other tables. That was one thing he loved doing. <laughs> He used to hang out, piss the bottle, and go, send it to that table. That's complimentary. It's a very it's good a wine. fine white. <laughs> fine it's white aged. for me, boys. Guys, we've been recording for four hours tonight, so I think it's important that Mike, the star of the show, asked me how he yes. did it. How did this beautiful human being die of Mike, a no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 Mike, talking to the microphone when you ask the fucking only question you have to ask in this show. How does this guy die, Tom? <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Are you, have you, oh. do you, did you look this up before, Mike? Oliver Reed? Yeah. No. Okay. Travis, do you I know how I was not told to do research. I mean, I know that he uh, that he starred in an excellent movie, historically accurate, um, uh, about a, a man in Rome that beat his housemate to death with a phone. One of his most well-known roles of all time. Yeah. Yes. So, by the mid-90s, Oliver's doctor told him to chill in the drinking. He didn't really follow suit on that. Uh, he's approaching his 60s, and he had some kidney issues and gout from excessive living, if you uh, want to call it that. Uh, he did start after a while to limit his drinks to weekends and pretty much stuck to beer, but he never really stopped. Oliver Reed was ready to make his big film comeback. Since he wasn't drinking as much, he was like, I could do this seriously again. And a lot of old guys would do stuff like that. They yeah, disappear for a while. So, a, a film with a big Hollywood budget. That's what he got involved with. Okay, okay, Oliver. The one that would have put him clean back on the map. A good old Rid- Riddle Scott. That's right. Riddle Scott's Gladiator. He was Proximo, the slave dealer. Um, the film's location was in Malta, and Oliver had been on his best behavior during the shoot. He agreed to not drink, and there was nothing in his contract, but he said, while we're doing this, I won't drink. But in his own mind, he was like, on weekends, maybe I'll have a yeah. drink. It was Which- like the promise that I won't drink. When we're working. Right. Yeah. But I'll drink when we're not working. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, we, if we ever go on tour, that's what I'm going to do. Except it'll be always <laughs> straight edge. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. So on Sunday, May 2nd, 1999, Oliver was walking around Valletta, which is Malta's capital, also a naval hub for a lot of uh, many, many countries. They have. Uh, Think San Diego of the Mediterranean. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. A lot of guys in shiny pants and all. So a bunch of Royal Navy men. He runs into him. He goes, oh, I love the Navy. I love the military. I love the Queen. So my guess is that Oliver's love of the British military got them talking. And as uh, soon enough, he found himself in a drinking competition with five men. And after beating all of them in an arm wrestling contest and drinking eight beers, 12 shots of rum, half a bottle of whiskey and a few shots of Hennessy, Oliver died of a heart attack. Right there in the pub. Sheesh. He was buried in Churchtown, Cork County, right by O'Brien's bar, where he loved to spend his time. What an appropriate thing. How old was he? 
63, right? 61. 61. Uh, he didn't make it to a good year. Like, he uh, looked like shit, though. If you look at him, he looks like he's in his mid I mean, you see Proximo and Gladiator, and you're like, that's a 75-year-old man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you're like, that, that is a 75-year-old man He's right not there. in his 60s. Dude, The Rock is almost 60. What? No. That's insane. You're lying. That's sad. He's in his also. 50s, right? That's almost Sad 60. for me. He's, he is. So there you go. There's... Oliver Reed, one of the finest men we've ever covered, an accidental two-part episode. One one thing I want to mention about his role as Proximo, as we mentioned before, he, he was starred closely alongside Russell Crowe. Right. And here is what Russell Crowe had to say of one Oliver Reed. Ooh. I never got on with Ollie. He has visited me in my dreams and asked me to talk kindly of him. So I should. But we never had a pleasant conversation. <laughs> Dude, that's because he's a fucking dirty Aussie that fucking beats people with fucking payphones. Oi. Yeah, fuck wow. Russell Crowe. He's basically Oi. Colin Firth. We, we Colin never had Firth, a pleasant Firth, conversation. If Colin Firth used a private phone to beat someone. Yeah, and then uh, another another one of the actors from the movie said, like, he should have just left the pub and he'd still be alive, but he didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, that's entirely true. If he, he just left the pub, he would be alive. He'd no, be, he, I mean, he, he may have died, he might have died the following died. year or yeah. following month, but uh, Oliver Reed, I must say, I am emotionally invested in this man. I appreciate my listeners, my listener, our listeners, and uh, you guys for, look, either way, I was very emotionally invested in this man. I watched a bunch of his films. I couldn't stop thinking of him. Uh, when I was at Who Are These Podcasts, I ran into a guy who looked a lot like him. Um, you not fuck his as dick? handsome, but I didn't suck his dick. But I told <laughs> did him. Did you see no, his dick? Did he have, did he have a talons his on his dick? No, he was not as talented. Uh, as no talons. I'm going to say this. Uh, he didn't really seem like that bad of a guy. Sounds like would, would you say he's like an amazing guy? He's like, seems like a pretty interesting man. Not the greatest I would, guy. I would describe him as a great hang. But was, not a great guy. What was the uh, <laughs> title of the show now? You're saying Toast Mortem? I, this sounded like a uh, Toast Mortem. We're complimenting this Two guy. Episodes I'm guilty of this. Mortem. To me, Tom's to me his biggest drawback so is that yeah. he was a fan of Margaret Thatcher. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. to me, is his biggest drawback. He didn't like punk rock, I'm guessing. Yeah, no. Clearly, he must have fucking yeah, hated punk rock. Yeah. What's the point of punk rock? You can't... <laughs> his ideology was you have to know the rules before you break them. Yeah. He would do everything he could to make a ruckus. Something like he couldn't go out to dinner without breaking someone's finger or something by accident. Or, or, uh, no, uh, Tom being the center of attention. Tom, can I, can I, I, I did not do any research on this shit. All right, then please. But this is his motto you have to get hard and get drunk (laughs) in that order. Yeah, pretty much. Or, or also get drunk and get hard. So, not in that order. He had I a, think you're on the right track. Yeah, get drunk and get soft. Because like when you're when you have when you're hard, your testosterone's beaten, and you're just like, let me fucking smash bottles over my head. This is uh, this is the most aggressive. This is why it's a travesty that he wasn't James Bond. Because James Bond would be right? like, oh, uh, uh, Russia's gonna nuke fucking Great Britain. Who gives a shit? I'm a fucking I, I'm a fuck. Fucking Boris in his fucking. Dick. I'm gonna You're, beat the KGB with yeah, my fists yeah. until they stop the nukes. <laughs> you know, Travis. It's funny you say that because you've embodied that man. He 
famously said the point of his life is to uh, shaft the birdies and drink the sherbies. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. What a line. That's it. Yeah. That's all he wanted to do. Uh, look, go look into Oliver Reed. We just scratched the surface with a two-part episode. The man you could write a fucking book about every day of his life. Can you can you reread the quote you opened with? Because I think, yeah. think it would be fitting now with knowing his life about how much he loved the pub people. I do not live in the world of sobriety, and there's a better class of person at the pub. Wow. Mike is asleep. Uh, this is two parts. Uh, thank yeah, you for listening to Roast Mortem Cast. Mike, yeah, if I'm you've listening. made it through two weeks of our shows, you're better than Mike. Mike is a terrible person. What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> Mike, I'm just resting my eyes, listening very carefully. That's what's important. I'm just glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Connor, I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Travis, I'm glad we were able to do this together. I'm glad that you're listening to Yo, the Travis, show. Shay's going back on, fucker. Yeah, put those pit vipers on to rest your eyes. Yeah. Also, I'm a little toasty. I'm Tom's high as fuck. Toasty. We've, been, gonna we've been drinking Newcastles I feel all sober. night. <laughs> I'm going to go get another drink, and then I'm going to go to sleep, because I don't want to cause a ruckus. All right. Well, I'm going to go cause a ruckus. I'm going to go break the town of Huntington. Thanks for listening. Uh, Patreon.com. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Roast Find us there. Do your thing. We love you very much. I need money. Please donate, please. Yeah, Mike, you, if Mike, you could stay awake during an episode, I'd give you maybe what more you, money than I've already given you. What do you mean? When you. was I asleep? Uh, Mike, you I remember asleep? when I gave you money? Fucking make and it I, back, dog. And I, Look, my, lights are, my lights are successfully out, dude. invested it. <laughs> my lights visit turned pa- off. The show's Patreon. over. Uh, we never signed a contract. Mike, I'm going to break your fucking legs. We never shook hands physically. Mike, you did research on Gotti. Guess what? I'm fucking hard peeny. Well, and my heart's beating gonna ears. fucking break your fucking leg. <laughs> yo, come, yo, bring it, guy. I got my fucking cruise ready. Consider yourself at home. Consider yourself. Are you, at home. Are you fucking kidding Consider me? Consider yourself. Part of the family. Lizzie uh, was singing that to And so I was like, I have no idea where this is from. It's clear. She's like, you've never We're seen Oliver? Going to get along. Oily. So no fucking Oily. Oily. <laughs> <laughs> This concludes our episode of Rush Limba. <laughs> <laughs>